coming at you. Hey now, it's the weekend. It's payday. It's time to grab a beer. It's Brewing Company. Roll the open. I am not musically gifted at all. I sing in the shower quietly to myself. It's a fun name to say. There's a couple of really fun names to say. I hope I don't have to. Brothers from Greece. Let's just say there's a few letters that are silent. I don't think I would survive very long on if you're smarter than a fifth grader, but I bet I could tell better jokes than they can. Welcome in, everybody, and welcome back to the 16th episode of Bruin Company. I am your host, Matt Brubaker. We have today uh, one of my good friends and another out-of-stater. So again, we are spanning the globe, and by globe, I mean the United States of America. So we welcome in today uh, my friend Alistair DeLong, and he's been indirectly referenced a few times throughout the shows. Uh, his young daughter, which Alistair, first of all, welcome. Thanks for joining. She's not a year old yet, is she? Or She's not even like six months old, right? How old is she? It's, she's not my child. So how old is she? <laughs> so I, no, I appreciate you having me on. Um, she is seven months. Oh, old. seven months. Okay. Yeah. Time, time yep. flies, man. I've lost all track of time since COVID hit March of 2020. I just took a Mucinex the other, like an hour ago. And I looked at the expiration date just out of curiosity, September of 2020, but you know, it, it's medicine. It'll be fine. And <laughs> if, if it does something else to me differently, then, you know, so be it. I'm heavily medicated this week, folks. So I apologize if I sound different. Hopefully the audio quality is the same, but brew is almost like snuffleupagus. So I apologize for that. Alistair's on today. We're going to talk a little bit or a lot really about fantasy football as that's where him and I have really been able to connect his friends and stay friends throughout the years because he does live in South Carolina. I'm here in the great state of Ohio. Usually we get to uh, kind of take part in a tradition. And the tradition is when his wife, Ashley, Alistair, Brandon, who was in episode six, his wife, Angela, and myself, when we're all in town together, we go to Dave and Buster's, whether it's during the summer or usually it's during Christmas. And that's where we all catch up. I'm a big traditions guy. Alistair, I think you know that. The Tower Beer Man, that's a huge tradition. And I think the first time we went after COVID, they didn't have it. And they had it the last time you guys were in town just about a month or so ago. So that was a huge plus for us. Oh, absolutely. When We were devastated when we went there and they didn't have the Tower Beer. And we let the bartender waitress know and she <laughs> apologized many times. But uh, it, it was great that when we went back that they that they brought it back. So this was just a month ago and I got there late because I think it was maybe my first or it might have been my second day of the new job. And I, I don't know if I told you this, Alistair, but I just went in there expecting to just get like a 16 ounce for myself. And I see this tower on the table because the four of you were already there. And I'm like, well, this was already going to be a good day because I get to see all of you. We're all together. We get to hang out. But at the same time. I first was like, tower, tower beers. It, I don't know what it is. I, I think it's just like little kids in bubbles. The tower beer is the adult version of bubbles. And I'm so happy they have it back because now we can continue our tradition to its fullest. Oh, exactly. And, and we got there before you and we were actually 
the only one sitting in the bar area at okay. the time. It, it, and it was a Monday because it was actually it was your first day at your at your oh, new job. Okay, It was a Tuesday because um, it was Fourth of July. Oh, Monday. Tuesday, Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's right. And um, yeah, I've lost all concept of time myself. So, um, yeah, but you, I saw you walk in and I just saw the smile on your <laughs> face and you sat down and you're like, I don't need anything else. I don't need any food. I don't need to play any of these games. I am good. I thought you were about to hug the tower, to be honest with you. Yeah, you're exactly right, man. And I don't want you to feel slighted because I was just as happy to see you and Ashley. But the ta- I knew you guys were going to be there. I knew that. I had no expectations that the tower beer was going to be there. So I was just over the moon. I, I was so happy about that. No, absolutely. And it's, it's always... It's always a pleasure to see you guys. I, I just, I enjoy, I'm glad we found that tradition. And, and this, this is going to blow your mind because I was thinking about this earlier and I'm going to apologize to my, 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 my wonderful wife, Ashley, because <laughs> my brain only holds a certain, it's like a cup, right? And, and when, when a cup is full and you put something in it, stuff fall, fall, like falls out, I feel like it's how my brain works. Like when you put something new in my brain, like old stuff goes away. So times and dates and all that stuff just just kind of elude me but yeah our we, we we didn't really have an official like when we first started dating like date you know oh, we, we okay. just it just was kind of a we were just hanging out it was just kind of a natural progression of hey you know we're dating now well that was 10 years ago like are you like, serious yeah Yep. So our, our first, um, so, so what we call kind of our, our, our official, when we started dating is August the 15th and Hey, when she listens, maybe she'll be impressed that I remembered that. So that would have made it that first December of 2012 is when I first met you. And that's when that was our first date and Buster's trip. Well, that's cool. Yeah. So unfortunately we're not going to be up there this Christmas, um, you know, to do our 10 year anniversary because, Dang it. cause I, you know, my, you've referenced my daughter a few times and her, her name is Arwen, Arwen Elizabeth. Um, so her, her birthday, she was born December 27th. Okay. So it's her first, so it's her first birthday two days after Christmas. So, you know, I want her to be home. Well, I have two things. One, that's, that's a good decision as a father. Uh, that's one, actually I have three, two that will stink that, we won't be able to do that for a 10 year thing. But two a is I didn't even remember it was 10 years, so I shouldn't be that heartbroken about it. <laughs> It'll just stink to not see you guys. But three is a question for you. I've always wondered about people who have birthdays within the week of Christmas. So give or take three days, either three days early, three days after as a parent, let's say down the road, let's say when she gets her, uh, favorite toys and she's like daddy I want this and it's like hey, honey you can't have a Corvette they're 60 grand when the gifts start to get a little expensive or if gas prices don't come down will you take one of her Christmas presents and use it as a birthday gift yeah um, so a- Ashley's been pretty <laughs> adamant that we will definitely keep those two things separate you know it's okay. not going to be you know well first of all unfortunately she was uh she has two parents that are both teachers so corvette is absolutely out of the question um but yeah no we'll we'll definitely we'll 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 try to keep them separate make it special because okay i've had i've had friends that are in that situation and they're they're like i got cheated you know because i (laughs) (laughs) so we we don't we don't want to do that you know now whether you know does she get 
instead of giving getting eleven presents at Christmas, does she get ten? And one of them is yeah. We'll, that's one of the we'll questions. See. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how all that goes. But okay, my, my wife is she's the brains of this operation <laughs> and the looks. So I'm not really sure what I contribute to this whole operation, but I I, I hustle. I, I gave it a good college try, I guess. So she'll she'll have all that planned out. She's she's okay. brought in a few things home uh, already. already and she, and she's like, here, uh, this is going to be a Christmas present. And I'm like, wait, it's not, you know, because me, I'm three <laughs> three days before Christmas. I'm like, I yep. guess I better start shopping. I think I'm the same way. My brother is even better at it. I, I think he'll go the day prior to Christmas and find he, he's one of the best gift givers I've ever met. But I would say this when, when it comes to that. Yes, I would assume in most quality relationships, the woman is usually the brains. Nine times out of 10, the looks I've learned because I I have neither of those either. I usually bring the wit. So if you bring the wit, she brings the looks and the brains. You guys are covered and just make sure that she covers the Christmas and the birthday thing. And you just get the card. You can get the card, get like a funny card or like a cow that farts or something like that. You can get the card. How about that? Yeah, we'll 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 see how that goes. (laughs) I bring up Dave and Buster's and we talk about traditions. I think the best part about it, what year was this? I think you know the story. So what year was it? Yeah. So uh, see, this, 20, this is what's going to get 16, 2017, 16. I'm, I'm 16. pretty sure it was six. No, it was definitely 2016. Okay. We got married. We got married in 2018. Okay. So Alistair texted me and I was working in my first insurance job at the time and already miserable. And he texted me, he goes, Hey, we're still in line for tonight, but I have a favor to ask of you. And I was like, I have an idea what he's going to ask. And I I got really excited. And the plan was for Alistair to propose there at Dave and Buster's. But the story was cool. Alistair wanted me to video it and make sure they were at least able to have something documented, which you planned it perfectly. So it's not my idea. It's not my engagement. So I'll let you tell the story from there. But I think that's also, at least I'll speak for myself, Maybe that's why we, the five of us, enjoy that so much more now. It's not just because we get to see each other, because we get to go back to where your your marriage really started. Yeah, no, it was it was you were amazing. You were an amazing cameraman. Um, you know, with, with your iPhone four, whatever, whatever it was, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> anyway, right. It's probably true. so. So I'll, I'll actually ba- I'll actually back up just a little <laughs> bit. I, I knew I was going to propose during the, that Christmas break. And I had talked to a, a, a couple friends that had just kind of recently got married or engaged. And I was trying to come up with an idea. And one of my friends suggested, oh, find a, find a, you know, a cool place that, you know, because we drive through the mountains, whatever. I was like, yeah, yeah. And then it rained the whole drive up there. And, and, <laughs> and I didn't really map it out. And, you know, once, once you're driving 10 hours, I'm like, I'm ready to get in the car and get where I'm going. So, yeah, right. so I'm like, no, nah, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. And so Ashley's, one side of the family um, was having their Christmas in the Cleveland area. So we went to the, the Christmas in the Cleveland area. I'm like, I'm going to do it here in, in front of her family. I'm like, you know, this, this will be great. Well, just, do it. and I had the ring, I had the ring the whole time. It was in my jacket. And we were in this, like yeah, this apartment building, actually the same apartment building that LeBron James lived in yeah, like, yeah. during, I've the, been there during the season. Yep. Um, and actually, side note, Ashley met him that evening, like in the <laughs> elevator. So, but her her uncle lived in this building, so I, I had my jacket stashed in the corner. And the whole was he night, missing free like, throws when when she met him? 
<laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah, the, short arms, the front end of all um, of them. Exactly. So, you know, so I was keeping an eye on this jacket. Well, there was just a weird vibe the whole the whole night, you know. So I was like, I'm I'm not gonna do it here. So we leave Cleveland, we go back to Columbus, and you know, we, we always try to organize like, hey, what day we're gonna go to Dave and Buster's? You yeah. know, we kind of have it planned out or whatnot. So so we were at her parents' house there in, in Pickerington and something happened with a schedule. So Ashley was like, We're gonna go tonight. And like, oh boy. I was like, oh, okay. Well, I hadn't talked to her dad, Scott, you yeah, know, to yeah. kind of, I wanted to do the, the right thing. And, and, and I know, I knew he was going to say yes. And sure. I know Scott's probably going to listen to this, but I, I, and I don't know if he remembers, but I was so nervous asking <laughs> him, but I hadn't asked him and he was at work, but I, just, I remember Scott getting home from work. I heard the garage door open and I meet him in the garage and I close the door behind me. And I'm <laughs> sure he's looking at me like, what the hell is he doing so um i was like you know and and i don't even really remember what i said i I just kind of stumbled over you know like i want to ask ashley to marry me and of course he was so supportive when we got to dave and buster's did i tell you i didn't tell you what i was going to do until we got there i believe is that correct so you just told me and again my memory's fuzzy and i'm heavily sedated uh dayquil and nyquil are playing tricks of my insights this week from what i remember you said that I just needed to be a part of it. This is what I was going to do. And could you video it and just kind of follow my lead? So we get to Dave and Buster's and I, I you know, we, we kind of have this like, hey, we'll sit down, drink a couple beers, yeah. eat, and then we'll go play some games. We'll, <laughs> um, so, just, so I grabbed just the man- what a surprise needs alcohol. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so I, so I grabbed, I grabbed the manager and I was like, hey, That's I, right. yeah. I have this, I have this idea of, I want to propose to my girlfriend and I, the way that I want to do it is I want to put the ring in, in the prize cabinet Yeah. and, and at the end of the <laughs> night, you know, I want to come over here and pretend mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm, you know, that's the prize that I want. Yeah. And I, and I said, can you do that for me? He's like, yes, absolutely. I'm like, Hey, don't give anyone else this ring. Like, you know, so, so. <laughs> So he puts it kind of at the end. He's like, I'm the only one that has the key to this. I'm the yeah. only one that has the key to this. I'm like, okay, cool. So he puts it like near the top. You yeah. know, and it you, was could, way you up could kind of barely see it. But I, I yeah, but I, I just remember like the whole night. And I say the whole night, it was probably <laughs> an hour, or whatever, yeah. just doing laps and just walking by the prize section and just making sure that it was still in there. All of a sudden, it was like, we're ready to go. Yeah. And I was like, oh, and, and I remember just being surprised. I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> so Ashley and Angela were looking through the prizes and I can't find the manager. Like he's nowhere oh, to be yeah. found. So like, I walked, like, so I walked back into the restaurant <laughs> and he was, he was kind of in the back kitchen or whatever. So he comes walking out and I'm like, Hey, I need you. He's like, all right, give me a second. Uh, and I, re- I remember Ashley kind of like, what are you doing? I'm like, Oh no, no, I'm, I'm coming. I'm coming. <laughs> and um, so anyway, so we, we get over there. And I'm I'm looking around. I'm like, oh, hey, h- how much how much for for that little box that's up there? Wasn't it? The well, you called like, it a mystery box, right? Mystery box, yeah, yeah. I was like, how much for the mystery box up there? And and I remember actually just kind of being confused. And he's like, oh, that's a thousand tickets. And I'm like, okay, cool, I'll, I'll take that. And so so <laughs> the manager grabs it and he walks around to the register where they kind of scan your whatever your card. Yeah, and um. So, you know, so he hands it to me and I remember you were, 
you were you had your phone out yeah and you know you were kind of moving into position yeah i had to stay away from you guys it was really hard right and i just remember you holding your phone and angela was just saying she was talking about something and i can't remember what it was and then it dawned on her like what was happening and she just had this look on her face like oh and her eyes got super big yeah and so you know so I, I dropped to one of my two bad knees and, and you know, <laughs> the question. And like I said, I don't even remember. I, I, I do remember saying her middle name because I, I know that's important. Like, Oh, okay. Propose, you know, that, say, that is, uh, that's, that's a big thing. That, that's what someone told me. So, um, you know, of course she said yes. And, and every guy that's been engaged, that's gotten engaged will tell you it's, it's nerve wracking, even though oh, you know yeah. she's going to say yes. Cause we're not, you know, we're both teachers. We're, you know, I don't like to use this word but we're not bougie, you know, like we're, we're pretty simple. We live, we live pretty simple. It was, you know, a story that we've got that, that we have to, to tell and, yeah. you know, it, and, and with your camera work and An- Angela's face, it was, yeah. it just turned out, it turned out perfect. Well, but except the guy actually took a thousand tickets <laughs> from me. I'm like, wait, right, he I- did. I brought uh, that. Why are you actually taking tickets? First of all, props to the guy. I, I know we took a thousand, but props to the guy for having the the character or the just to do the right thing to one, take care of you guys and to make that moment special. But two, I wouldn't trust the guy to just leave. Like, can you imagine <laughs> you already try to do it in Cleveland out, try to do it back in Pickerington out. Then you go to Dave and Buster's and not only is if that doesn't work, the guy has your ring. You're like, well, now what? <laughs> so props to him for not taking it and also delivering on, on a special day. But I'll tell you what, man, I know you were nervous, but you shouldn't have been because I think you knew the answer is yes. I was nervous because I always I, I hate the idea of ruining a surprise, but I'm also one since I worked in radio and I worked in TV. When that tally light comes on a camera or that microphone turns on, you can't screw up. You only get one shot at this. So you're talking about my camera work. It was good, but it was almost bad. And I don't know if you remember this in the video. I was behind the register. Do you remember that? I was behind the register because I, I didn't know where you were going to go. We didn't have this like scripted like a rundown for a television show. This was just, hey, video it. Don't miss it. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I'm behind the register. I'm like, oh, crap. When he bends down, Alistair's a tall guy. We still won't see him. So I had to quickly go back around and make like a figure eight behind again, like where all the toys are. And that's when Angela started talking to me. And I felt really bad because I was basically rude to her. But I'm like, you know what? I can avenge this and being rude to her for five seconds over not capturing the moment. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. And I go over and I get it in the perfect time. And then she, like you said, realized everything. So I know you were a little nervous. I, I would be nervous. But can you imagine? Can you imagine someone proposing and they don't fully know that the girl's going to say yes? Talk about nerves. That's when you pull out the adult diapers and wear one. But just hypothetically, if you were going to propose to someone and you didn't truly know she was going to say yes, talk about a nightmare. If you're not if there if there is a seed of doubt, then you don't like you don't do that. And, yeah. you know, I, I, I've seen those videos and, and I sometimes I feel like some of them are kind of fake, but you know, it, it's yeah. No, if, if there's a seed of doubt, nah, just keep buying your time, man. You gotta, you gotta, 
you got to keep putting that work in and, and work for that. Yes. I'm just going to go out on a limb here. And, and I asked Porter this in the first episode about the engagement ring and what would you do if you had $10,000 and it wouldn't go to a football game. But man, I have to imagine that those rings are not cheap. And that is an investment. And you better be damn sure that when that question is asked, the answer is yes. So, and, and I'm a I'm a frugal guy. I, I've said this a handful of times, and I was trying to save some people some money last episode when Tyler was on. Told you about the gas pump. I know a lot of us now are on a tight budget. I'm on a tight budget. I took a pay cut. Everyone's on a tight budget thanks to gas prices. But I'm not going to say you need this, Alistair. But I'm just going to say for anyone out there listening that may not trust in their spouse or their significant other, if you need a private investigator. I have a way to save you money, and it's through DoorDash. Would you like to hear this? Oh, I'm, you, you got me. I'm hooked. I am helping out. This is Bruce Penny Pinching Tip of the Week. If you need a private investigator, use DoorDash. This is a text conversation between apparently a lady by the name of Allison Nicole and a DoorDash driver. This is what Allison says. Hi, I just placed the deck taco order. I don't want this actually delivered. There's a $10 tip built in and you can keep the queso. My husband is supposed to be home alone while I'm visiting with family. I just need to know what cars are in the driveway. Yes, I know I sound crazy. For the love of God, please don't actually deliver this. So the, the DoorDash driver responds. He says, so just to clarify, you don't want me to deliver the food. You just want me to drive by the house at the address you gave and let you know what cars are in the driveway. She says, yes, keep the food. And I added a $10 tip when I placed the order. This also sounds like home alone when they're out in like London and the mom calls and that lady's like, uh, Rose hyper on two. I just want you to go and check on my son. So this is, this is the end. And this is what the DoorDash driver says. He goes, all right, then I'm in line at Del Taco right now, but I'll let you know once I go by Allison says, thank you. So, that's how you do it, folks. You don't need to have $1,000. You don't need to go into this deep dive on the internet to find someone to help investigate your husband or your wife or whoever you're looking into. Use DoorDash. That's how you do it, folks. There's your penny-pinching tip of the week. And, and no disrespect to, to DoorDash, but I, I, for 10 bucks, you send me $10. <laughs> I'll ride by your house and let you know who's there. <laughs> I just think that's a brilliant move. We need to save some money. And I think if anyone needs to look into their spouse or significant other or anyone you don't trust, DoorDash not only can bring you Del Taco, but also can bring you peace of mind and hopefully good news. And if not, well, maybe order Del Taco and eat it in morning. I, I, I'm not sure. Uh, last thing, we got about four minutes left in this segment. Alistair is a big soccer fan. I'm not. I will say I've been to one soccer game. It was with uh, an ex-girlfriend. Uh good entertaining game bad ex-girlfriend but at the same time we the crew were up two to one at the old historic crew stadium 89th minute the crew give up a goal and i just wanted to see a decision i didn't care who won i just wanted to see someone win tied and i came up with this theory that night i think if we as consumers pay to go to a soccer game and there is no decision I think you get your money back because when I go to a basketball game or a baseball game or a football game or anything else, someone wins and sometimes your team loses and, and that sucks, but you at least leave with an outcome. 
But I left there unnerved and bothered because I didn't see an outcome. They always say it's like kissing your sister. Well, I don't have a sister, but if I had one, that's pretty miserable. And I wanted my I wanted my money back. A little refund on Venmo to everybody that was in attendance on Saturday night. Uh, I've been to a couple of crew games. Yeah. And we, we actually went to the a crew game when we were up there. We, we saw the new stadium, which is beautiful. Okay. Um, they're not sending you any money back. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> no, they're not. But, but they should. But professional soccer ties count for something, you know, because it's a it's an accumulation of points. So, you know, you win a game, you get, you win a game, you get three points, you you tie, you get one. So, you know, and and like, like the English premier league, which I love, that's my favorite. You know, sometimes those teams that are lesser getting a point is a huge result. So you you (laughs) saw a result. It wasn't the result you wanted. Um, You know, the the soccer is about accumulating points. That's so this is what I think it should do. Like hockey, the winning team, gets i think in hockey it's two points but i guess in soccer's case the winning team in the shootout should still get three and then the losing team still gets the one and then i get to go home a little inebriated and i can sleep at night because i saw an outcome not a result but an outcome We are off and running here on episode 16. The show's title is What's Your Fantasy? I don't know what your fantasy is, Alistair. Mine, I probably can't say on the Bruin Company episode. That'll be another after dark uh, submission. But my fantasy is quite solid. Either way, fantasy football is the discussion here for episode 16. It involves Mila Kunis. Um, Alistair and I, as I said at the beginning, usually Dave and Buster's. Once we once we get the tower beers and we fill her up, Alistair's always good about keeping everyone hydrated. We usually just sit around and we talk about fantasy football around Christmas time. We usually talk about what guy screwed us or what guy really stepped up. But it's usually around beers. And Alistair, what we forgot to do in the first segment is crack those. So I've got a plethora of drinks. I've got, and this is no lie, I've got cough drops. I've got water. I've got orange juice. But I did pull a Coors Light in my koozie for you. So let's pop a top to some fantasy football talk today. That sounds good. Unfortunately, I don't have, any, I don't have a, a top to pop, but I do have my cup. <laughs> um, Ashley got me a cup with oh, yeah, a picture of my, one. myself and Arwen there. That's um, awesome. This was after one of our soccer games. So, um, But I, I am drinking. Um, so I, we had some people over Friday. We played some cornhole and I, I drank up all my beer. Well, today was my first day of work, <laughs> oh, and wow. I, I'm not used to getting up that early. So on the way home, I kind of forgot to stop and get some more beer. So, but I, I am drinking uh, Jameson Orange with Sprite because it's so it's kind of, Jameson Orange is a little bit new, and, and I'm not a liquor drinker. I, I've listened to some episodes where you got some guys that have got you know bourbons and that and the, uh, yeah. If I drink liquor, normally it's Captain and Coke. I don't, okay. I don't stray far for. If I'm drinking a beer, it's Bud Light. I don't don't give me no IPAs. Don't I don't want no letters in there. Just give me some Bud Light. Uh, <laughs> but but yeah, I, I, I I saw the commercial for Jameson Orange, and I'm like, you know what? I want to try that. Anyways, yes. Yeah, so I'm I'm yep. I've got a cup of uh, Jameson Orange and Sprite. So I'm, it's it's it is rather delicious. I'm glad you said that because I remember you telling me about that when you guys were here about a month ago, and then I completely because I'm with you, man. My brain does not work at all, like just in general. I remember 
certain things. I have a photographic memory when it comes to faces. Sometimes the photos come out a little blurry, but I, I usually never forget a face, but I'm terrible with names. And there's just certain things that are ingrained in my head, like Ohio State football scores and golf scores and stuff like that. But when you told me that, I'm like, what was that drink that he told me? That's amazing. And now, what did you say it tasted like? Because Jameson Orange and Sprite, it, it sounds like it goes down smooth because I'm not a big liquor guy myself. But what does it taste like? Does it taste like a sun-kissed? Um, no, not not no. Okay, not that orange. Almost like a, I would probably equate it to maybe like an orange creamsicle. Oh my like, god, that's even better. Like maybe not quite that, but it, it's it's kind of on that spectrum. That's More even so than, better. Serious which, question. Which, now I know this is not a visual medium, but if it was, I don't know if I'm really just duked up on the NyQuil and, and the medicines here, or if the beer is mixing with the Mucinex, what in the hell's going on with your iPod? It feels like you're in a hammock. That thing is moving a lot. Uh, is that just me or is that the iPad? No, it, it's, it's the iPad. It, I've got a, I don't Holy say Lord. It, they, it's called center stage where like it, like the, the camera follows you, you know, I'm like, I'm not moving the iPad, but Dude, I'm the, the camera dizzy. will follow you to try to try. No, to it's not your fault. So. It's I'm just like, is this me? Am I, am I that sick? I need to go take a COVID test. But we do have to talk fantasy football. We did have to crack open our beers. We were able to do that. So let's just, like we're at Dave and Buster's, Alistair, let's just sit around the table with our tower beers or your Jameson and Sprite there, and let's talk some fantasy football. Now, I, I did our Jacob's Third Floor Fantasy Football Draft Order manually. I just draw from a hat and pick the order. Last year, our good buddy Brandon got hosed and was the 14th and last pick of the first round, but it's a snake, so then he gets the first or the second. Well, I was the one that got hosed this year. This is the year where I have to navigate the last pick of the draft, and I'm already hosed, so I'm already out twenty bucks. So when I don't, I know we're not going to get together this year around the the shower, the shower beers. Jeez, Alou, I'm telling you, man, this Nyquil <laughs> is still in my system, and I am so screwed. We're <laughs> we're definitely not getting around shower beers. That would be very <laughs> weird, and that was not my fantasy, by the way. We're not getting around the tower beers to have this discussion, but I'm going to alert you right now, Alistair. I'm going to be complaining this year about that 14th pick. Yeah, well, and man, I would honestly rather have the 14th pick, although 14 is a lot. Yeah, but like, like, like a lot of leagues I play in are either 10 or 12, but yep. um, I would rather have the last pick than the okay. first pick. Tell me because why. I'd rather, well, because I'd rather have those two guys – like the 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 you know in your case the fourteenth and then the fifteenth pick sure, I'd rather sure. have those two yeah. now in the third when when you get to your third round it's gonna it's gonna be tough but um you know you're you're really gonna have to hit on those two guys those two yeah. guys are gonna have to be studs for you but yeah right um, and I'll tell you, you this know, I'm not a good drafter of late I I've, I said this a couple weeks ago with my buddy Justin. Ever since AB left, and I was going to wear that AB shirt that you got me a couple <laughs> years ago, but I didn't have the heart to do it because he's insane. But ever <laughs> since AB left, I guess NFL prominence, but at least for me specifically, fantasy football prominence, dude, I, I can't hit. I used to hit on my top two. I had a year. I don't know if I told you this. I had a year when I had Antonio Brown, Jarvis Landry, Christian McCaffrey, and someone else in the running back position that was an absolute monster. It was like four years ago. Man, I ran 
the league out of the water. Like it was like a shark infested water and I was the shark. Everybody got out, got out of my way and I was running the ocean, man, but I can't do it. So I looked at the numbers or I guess the rankings. And I, I think if I pull up Yahoo again here, I think the 14th and the 15th rated player on Yahoo standard scoring for this year, 14 was CD lamb and 15 was Mike Evans. I'm a big receiver guy. CD would be a number one. Mike Evans might be a two. I mean, you just never know with Tom Brady because he's so good at spreading it out. I, I don't know, man. I, I don't. I don't know if I like it. I. It, it's it's not ideal. But I am with you. Fourteen and fifteen is nice because you at least get two of the top fifteen. But you're not getting like a guaranteed stud. You're not getting. I guess Jonathan Taylor is number one this year. If McCaffrey is healthy, he's always really good. Maybe an Austin Eckler. Like you're not getting a stud back, which is usually a key to winning fantasy. But I, I think I'm done. I, I'm a sports pessimist. I, I've said that multiple times. I, I think I'm just going to give someone twenty bucks in early August and and call it a year, and, and we'll talk in December, my friend. What do you think? <laughs> nah, man. Fantasy fantasy football is crazy. You just never know. You can hit on some running back that is not even on a depth chart yet. You and I are commissioners in a lot of leagues. I, I've only I've cut it down to one just because now I'll be working NFL games this year, which will be really cool. Uh, I'm getting my Bengals shirt in the mail this week. I've already kind of told you I, I do one league. I've run it since I've been at college, but you've run some really fun leagues. I've played in a couple of them. I, I'm not doing them now just because I'm too freaking busy. But talk a little bit about at least what was the one league called last year, like the Gandolfini League or the Guillotine? <laughs> what the hell was that one called? That was fun. Yeah, so it's it's called a guillotine league. There you go. And <laughs> yep, so so basically the, the the way that a guillotine league works is you start with 18 players, which when you're drafting and you got you said you were complaining about the 14th pick, yeah. imagine having the 18th pick. Yeah, and right. um I I run that as a what they call a super flex league yeah. where you can start two quarterbacks, which has kind of become popular the last couple of years. Yep. I wasn't a huge fan of it at first, but it kind of it just brings a little bit of a different element, you know, to to the scoring and to the game. So, um, but the way that it works is normally in fantasy football you play head to head. Well, in this guillotine league, you you don't play. You're not playing. I'm not playing against you. Everyone is just trying to accumulate points, and if you have the lowest score of that week, you get cut from the league. You're out, and all of your players go back into free agency and, the, and that that happens every week so you know week one lowest point total done week two lowest point total done until there's you know until there's only one one team left standing it's so fun. um that's la last year in the guillotine league i survived because I, I took michael thomas no one was taking Mike, and this was before he was ruled out for the year so oh, it wow. got to like the it got to like the fifth round and i'm like i'm gonna take them and i, and I ended up taking them and of course, he didn't play, but I, I ended up surviving. So last year, I made it to Did the final. Did you win that three. last year? No, I, I made it to the final three. Okay. Um, I think was, I was, was right yeah. after you. I think I was fourth. Yeah, it was. It's it's like I said, it's it's just different. And yeah, you know, fantasy, to me, fantasy football, it, it's supposed to be fun. You know, now do I stress out about it? Yes, oh yeah, but it's hell. But every Sunday, you know, the, yeah, and the, I mean the best the best parts just getting <laughs> together. Dr drafting, yeah. um, you know, I, I love a good draft. So, um, so that I, I so that too, was yeah. one. 
Cheers. So that's, yeah, no doubt. So, you know, <laughs> so I played a couple, I played a couple of leagues. Um, I, I have one that that's been going since 2008. I call that my main league. Um, that that's a keeper league where you can keep one player from your previous roster and you get to keep them for wherever you draft them in the previous year, you know, so you're getting oh, rewarded okay. for, for kind of finding that diamond in the rough. Um, for example, this year, my keeper is Michael Pittman Jr. Oh, and nice. I drafted him in the eighth round. So this year, he'll be my eighth round pick. Um, but the stipulation is you can only keep them once. Oh, so, man. you know, if, Pitt, if Pittman blows up and he ends up being the number one overall receiver, I can't keep him next year. You know, I got to let him go back into the into the pool. So um, I also run an auction league. And I, I, I've told you this many times. Uh, and I, I hear experts, they, they, they talk about, you know, snake draft versus auction and, um, they, a snake draft is like having training wheels and auction is like driving a stick shift Corvette. It's, it's just a whole different game. And if you've never, if you're listening and you've never played in an auction league, You've you've got to do it at least once because it, it's it's great. It's a you're on a budget, you know, and, and you know, like the situation that you're in when you, where you've got the 14th pick, you know, you're 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 talking about not being able to get those studs. Well, when you play in an auction league, you've got a you've got a budget. Two hundred dollars is what we do. Two hundred dollars, you can go get any player you want. You want Christian McCaffrey? Now it's going to cost you fifty, fifty five, sixty of sixty dollars of your. $200, but you can go get them if you want them. Ashley, my wife, Ashley plays in, in the auction league with us and, and, you know, she enjoys that. So, um, you know, it's something we kind of share and talk about and gives us a good reason to, to watch the red zone network, which is the oh. best, the best, the best channel ever. Scott Hansen is a beautiful, beautiful man. <laughs> kind of like Andy, kind of like Andy <laughs> Podolak that I just saw on my screen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, so we, we watch, you know, watch Red Zone all day and, and you know, check our fantasy scores and it just kind of gives us something else, to, something else to bond over. Yeah, something else to bond over. And yeah, speaking of beautiful men, uh, we got to welcome to the show here now uh, our good buddy, Andrew Podolak, who's been out to Dave and Buster's and enjoyed the Tower Beers a few times with us. And the reason we bring him on is threefold. One uh, he's a two-time defending champion of the Jacobs Third Floor Fantasy Football League. Uh, we also brought him on so we can just really just brag about the two-time defending champs. Two, he claims, Alistair, to know the secret to drafting and winning fantasy football. And three, to make it even better, the rich get richer. As I said, I did the, the draft lottery here earlier before the recording. And the big man not only is the two-time defending champ, but he now gets the first pick, and his rival is no one else other than me. So I'm just <laughs> going to take one up the tailpipe, like they say in uh, Liar Liar, and I'm I'm pretty much done, and it sounds like the rest of the league is also. So, Pode, welcome back. Uh, I was glad we got the golf last weekend, and I'm glad I could play well. You owe me a shot. And I, I guess I guess I owe you congratulations on back-to-back championships. Thank you, sir. It's it's, uh, it's a pleasure to be here, and it's really tough being the back-to-back fantasy football <laughs> champion. Uh, it's a lot of responsibility to shoulder, and it's just uh, you know it's a really I feel blessed by this opportunity to be here, man. I really do. 
And uh, we'll see what happens with the first pick. I got some ideas, but I'm I'm a little scared too because I kind of like that middle of the round pick. That way, I can get, I love that man. you know some good players while everybody else is busy you know trying to take that number one overall running back. That's that's what Alistair and I were talking about. I Alistair says this. So Pode and I are on the bookends of this year's draft. Pode is the very first. I'm the very last. So he's first. I'm 14th. Alistair says that he actually likes my position better than yours. How would you respond? Yeah, I think that's really fair, man, because um, it's it's really tough. I mean, you know, number one pick, you would almost be stupid not to pick like Jonathan Taylor. Some, I mean, you would be stupid not to pick that person because it's almost like you have to pick them because you are the number one pick. And it, it's, it's so a double-edged sword because I feel like I have won the last two years with very poor running backs on my team. Yeah, and I have went, I have went receiver and quarterback heavy, and that's why I've won fantasy football. Is I have, I have pushed the running backs to the side, and I've got my boy Josh Allen two years in a row, who's who's pretty much led the league in quarterback points every year. And I went and got a power, a couple powerhouse wide receivers that are consistent twenty to thirty point receivers. And when you're putting up ninety points in three players, it doesn't really matter who your other seven guys are on your team. Yeah, that, that's. It's funny that you say that because that's that's always kind of been my strategy, but I, I've never used the quarterback as a part of the strategy. Alistair knows his fantasy football as well, and, and I used to. I really think I'm fairly smart at this. I, I'll say this. I've somehow, the last two years when Pode's won, Pode, you can back me up on this. My team sucked. Do you remember how bad they were? And I am, I am Mr., I'm Mr. Trade. I yeah, I am a say I guess I think Pode's told me over the years I would be a good salesman. I don't think I would be. I've said that before. But I somehow pull off a trade, but it, it's kind of like being the seven or the eight seed in the NBA playoffs. You're gonna sell the farm just to make the playoffs and then lose first round. I've made the playoffs, I think, every year that I've done this league. And I used to always win some money. Now my goal pode is to just make the playoffs. So, yeah, Alistair, we, we circle it back to you. I thought I was pretty good. Pode has proven that he is the best the last two years. What do you think about his strategy? Is that a is that a proven like is that something he can continue forward now with the number one pick? Well, I'll say this: if Pode is the fantasy guru that he claims to be, <laughs> he will he he will take Josh Allen number one overall. And oh, then you've been and challenged, then, and then we'll see what he can do. Okay. Now, me personally, me personally, I am I I wait on quarterback. There's so many quarterbacks that score points. You know, now from Josh Allen to Kirk Cousins, is there a difference? Yes, but I wait. I wait on quarterback. I'm, I'm always going to be one of the last people to get a quarterback, unless yeah. I'm playing in a two quarterback league. True. If you're playing a two quarterback league, you got to take them first. You got to get right. your quarterbacks first. But um, other than that, I, I'm a. I'm a. If I'm, I'm with you though. Like why? You know, if you're that fir- first spot, it's almost you have to take one of those two stud running backs. Right. But me, I prefer middle. You know, like if I'm Burbaker, if I'm in your situation, yeah. I'm taking wide receiver wide receiver then when my, with my third pick i'm probably taking the the best tight end available 
Oh, if okay. One, if okay. One, okay. If one of those stud tight ends is there, all right. Then when it loops Ooh. back around, I'm probably taking <laughs> best best running back, or you know, either either that, or I'm taking a what they call like a handcuff type running yeah, back, where yeah. you know you you take a Tony Pollard from the cap. And I'm not saying do this in your fourth round, but I know. Yeah. you know you look at you look at Tony Pollard and and hope Zeke goes to Cabo for vacation and gets fat again. Or um, I'll say this: uh, you brought up. Kirk Cousins. This is a true story. 100% true story. It has nothing to do with fantasy football, but it, it it's related to the NFL. I am blocked by Christian Ponder's wife, Sam Ponder, on Twitter. She's a smart lady. <laughs> and very attractive. But no, I, this is why I got blocked. This is a true story. I got blocked because there's a thing. When I worked in baseball, when... Let's just let's just be honest. They're called cleat chasers. Poe, you might know this as a baseball person. There's a lot of girls that come to work in baseball or basketball or football or the media that are not looking to get a job in baseball, basketball, football or the media. They're looking to meet a rich husband that plays on the field or is on TV or the radio. They're called cleat yeah. chasers. So yeah. when I was working in baseball for a couple of years, I saw this firsthand. I saw it. we would hire the, the female interns out of college. And first of all, top shelf, by the way, and that's how they get them. And a couple of them landed them. So they're good at their, at their craft. But I always thought that the girls should go after the best players, because if you think about it, the best players make the most money. And then it's it's that lifestyle. I never understood why Sam Ponder I think her name was Sam Steele before she got married. I never understood why Sam Steele went after Christian Ponder. And Poe's a Vikings fan, so maybe he can back me up on this. Christian Ponder was terrible. Yep. There horrible. are so many other players you could go for. And I and I was young and stupid, and I was trying to be funny, and I thought I was. And I would just tweet her, like, hey, Sam Ponder, you know, Christian, 13 for 29 today, 165 and three picks. That's who you want to attach your name to? And finally, she blocked me. And I'm like, well, that sucks. But it's a true story. You, if, if I gave someone my my password on my Matt Brew 3 Twitter account and you type in Sam Ponder, I'm blocked by one of the most beautiful women on ESPN. Cleat chasers, man, some of them are good. And some of them, I guess, Sam Ponder's smart for blocking Brew, not smart in picking her spouse in terms of quarterback play. He could be a great individual, terrible quarterback, maybe a great husband. I really, I really like what Alistair said, though. Um, you know, if you have the, if you have that five, six, seven pick, I mean, I like that's how ideal. He, I like how he said, you know, I'm going to go after the best receivers that I can get, right? And if you're, but the way I really see it is, I see it as you are trying to pick early on, right? The players who are going to be the most consistent from week one to week seventeen to score you the most points at that given position, right? So, if in my opinion. Um, to Alistair's point about drafting a quarterback later, you know, if I know if I draft Josh Allen in the second round because he's going to consistently put up 35 points every single week and I can still fill these other two roles, for me, that's fine. And, and I, think that's, I think that's what's so fun about fantasy football is there's so many different strategies for how you can actually build your team and how you actually want to you know, select your players that it really gives you the flexibility to go about it any way you want to. And we so, also should keep in mind, at least from this conversation standpoint, 
that our league, the Jacobs third floor quarterback touchdowns passes are only worth four. And it is a full point PPR for every catch. Yeah. So, so, you know, and that brings up, I mean, okay. So if that's the case, do I take Cooper cup then with the first overall pick? You know, for me, it's, it's really, it's really, do I trust the ability for Cooper cup or Jonathan Taylor to repeat their season and, and be worthy of a number one pick? Because in my head, I'm not going to get a pick until what is it? Pick number 20. Is it 29, 28, 29, 28 is my next Both actually 28 and 29 to me. The first pick is more about making sure that you get a player that you really want in the first round to build the rest of your team around um, as far as staying healthy, putting up consistent points every single week to be at the top tier for their position. I mean, I, 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 Alistair, don't be surprised if I take Josh Allen with the first overall pick. I, I joke, but I mean, he, he by far could be the, the highest scoring fantasy player. You, you know, he, right. he, he, right. he runs, he throws, he, he's, he's great. He's a great, great tough. quarterback. Yeah. You know, like, like you, you were talking about Cooper Cup versus Jonathan Taylor. To me, I, I listened to, I, li- I, lo- I love Matthew Berry. I love, I love, you know, Matthew Berry, formerly of ESPN, now. Of, yeah, he uh, left. Yeah. He's, he's with NBC Sports, but I, you know, I, I, I love Matthew Berry. And, and he always says that, or excuse me, you can't win your fantasy league in the first round of your draft, but you can lose it because sure. if your draft, if the first person you take is a bust, with outside of the top picks, I'm taking a wide receiver, you know, because well, excuse me, I'm taking a stud running back if I can get one, because to me the gap between the top running back and the tenth running back is going to be bigger than the gap between the one, wide receiver one and wide receiver ten. I'll tell you this, and Pode made a good point where your first two picks, you just have to, you just have to know what you're getting. You know, you can't, and I think that's what's going to stink is at least for me, Pode, and for you, you can pick whoever you want. The, the start of the draft goes through Pode, but for me, I could have like three or four targets of like, this guy's a lock. This guy's a lock. These guys are close to locks, but on the fence, those guys could all be gone. And I think that could be really hard at 14 and 15. Like you said, Alistair, yeah, you can get maybe two receivers and go back to back and have two of the top 15 players. But you also don't know if the players that you're going to draft are going to be those locks. And then for Pode and I, we're in the same situation. We have to wait between picks. 27 other players will go. And that a lot can change in 27 picks or however many seconds are in between draft picks. So for Pode and I, I know Pode gets the better first pick, and then I might have the best second pick. But in between, for for Pode and I, I think some prayers need to be sent up for us because it's going to be a, a long wait. But you just have to hit, like you said, you could easily lose your league by the end of the second round, and you're like, well, Bruce making trades again, and you know, like in plus yeah. minus, you know, in basketball. Josh Allen is probably the best player in fantasy. Let, let's just take a lot of the overthinking out of it. But then you look at the other guys. Yeah, there's a lot of other quarterbacks that could do that. But let's look at a plus minus on any given Sunday, which is a good movie, by the way. Josh Allen might score between three and five more points than his competitor. So you've already got that plus three to five point lead. If you can find a receiver that can get three to five points, maybe consistently more than the opponent's best receiver, you're already sitting at a potentially 10 point lead. And then like Pode said again, maybe you don't need great running backs maybe you can have a couple of tony pollards on your team i gotta put uh, you on the know. spot pod you got uh you got 90 seconds to get this answer in 
with the first overall pick in the 2022 draft, who is Andy Podolak taking number one Jonathan Taylor. overall? Jonathan Taylor. There we go. Jonathan Taylor. It's got to be done, man. It's, it'd be stupid not to take him. I mean, it's just one of those things. I Agreed. can't give him to the person in second third place because then they get, a, they get a better pick than I do on the way back here. That's and true. That's a good just, point. It pushes everything down the line. So it has to be done. And like I said, I mean, if I want Josh Allen, dude, uh, and I have a good quarterback or a good more good running backs, then I can always trade somebody. I'm sure somebody would trade me Josh Allen for Jonathan Taylor straight up. So well, there we go. So anyone listening that's in our league, uh, whoever's second is, you know, Taylor's off the board. And, and now you get to go ahead and make that pick. So, Poe, thanks for joining us really quickly. Uh, what are you drinking there? We always like to take uh, a That is a Widow Jane bourbon right there. See, there's the class for you, Alistair. So we have to thank my good buddy, Andy Podolak, and congratulate him, really. I, I think it's deserved that he's won the Fantasy Football League each of the last two years and is starting out with it sounds like an envious position of the number one overall pick, but as Alistair said, and I might tend to agree with them, maybe not the most envious position, but thanks again to my guy, Andy, for, for jumping in for a little bit here to talk some fantasy football. Alistair and I will finish it up uh, as a duo here, and we will finish up a little bit more of the fantasy football talk. I've always wondered this, Alistair, and I wanted to ask this question to you and get your opinion. You've done a lot of different leagues, but in just our everyday regular season every year fantasy leagues have you ever thought about bringing up a punishment for the team that finishes last brandon and i brought this up when he went over last year what would be maybe your go-to punishment because i know we're all impractical joker fans <laughs> uh, i love that show we we don't do punishments in in my leagues okay. so you know we, we a few years ago we actually tried because most of my leagues are through espn I know you're not a huge fan of the. I'm a Yahoo the, guy. Yeah, I'm a Yahoo. The mother, the, the mothership, or the the evil <laughs> empire, whatever you know, whatever. But but the way mothership, the way that, the the way that their um, league is set up, and, and it's probably because we have normally we have twelve teams, so there's not a true. So what we try to do was we tried to keep everyone invested. So one year we said, all right, hey, if if you don't make the playoffs, you're in the loser, the consolation bracket. If you win the consolation bracket, you get the first overall pick the following year. Oh, you know, just to try to keep people invested. But it didn't have like the way it was set up, there wasn't like a clear winner, right? So as far as like who finishes last, sometimes it's obvious because of a record, you know, our boy Brandon went over. <laughs> That's pretty obvious. So yeah. um he but, also bagged it in like week nine. He's like, there's no shot in hell. Yeah. I got a lot of his players and I snuck into the playoffs. Yeah. So I, I'm not a big fan of the punishments because to me, to me, it's fun. Like fantasy football is supposed to be fun. I'm not putting a tattoo on my body of some sort of punishment of some sort of name. I was watching a show the other day of it was like one of those like tattoo shows where they yeah. redo a redo a bad tattoo and this guy had a tattoo on his rear end that was from fantasy footballs and i'm like no like no, it's a it's a game no like i'm i'm not doing that now the one that i've heard that that's funny i just think i want to try it not even for fantasy football purposes and and i've got some friends and i'm 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 a kind of, i'm a big dude i'm only six foot tall but i've, I've got some friends that play in my league you're that, only six you know, feet tall 
Yeah, well, the hair, you know, hair makes me look a little bit taller, but oh, yeah, I'm only six man. foot tall. But yeah, I've got some friends. They're six eight, six six. They're, they're you know, they're they're ba- they're former offensive linemen. And the the best punishment that that I heard was the 24 hours in the Waffle House, where you had to spend 24 hours in a Waffle House, <laughs> but for every but for every waffle you ate, it deducted an hour. Oh, that's amazing. I love that idea. Yeah. So, you know, and, and there's there, there's guys that have done it. They, Question. They document. Yep. Can you take a dump and then <laughs> it's like a puke and rally, except now it's like a dump and rally. Can you do that to like keep moving? Yeah, absolutely. Because, yeah, you'd you would. I mean, that'd I be, love that'd be a tough house. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> a tough place to dump. But um, yeah, that's true, too. <laughs> so. I'm not standing on a street corner. I'm not, you know, that, that's just, to me, that's just too extreme. You know, if, if I, if, if I lose and I'm the worst team, I donated my money. You, that's, that's what you're getting out of me. That's fair. I, I do think, because I, I think you bring up a really good point where you're trying to keep everybody invested and you don't want those teams just selling the farm. Cause they know, Hey, it's only 20 bucks seasons lost. I'm going to just give all my players to this guy for, you know, a fifth string receiver. You're trying to avoid that as a commissioner. And Alistair and I are. I was going to say, so what I did one year, and I've only done this like once or twice. What I did was the, and I I just built it into the entry fee was each week. If you have the highest point total of that week, Mm -hmm. you win money. Like, you know, make say it's like $10. It's a good idea. So that way, even, even if you're, Oh, I mean, because fantasy football is crazy. It's, it's not fantasy football. First of all, it's not real. It's fake football, <laughs> right? So it, it doesn't matter. There, there's no such thing as like momentum, you know, like like I, I coach high school girls soccer and, you know, hey, we won Monday. We won Thursday. We're going into to the next week with some momentum. That's that's not how fantasy football works. You could be over and still somehow end up with the highest point total that week right so so it yeah. keeps you playing it doesn't That's you know you, you something to play for you could win a little bit of money back i was just gonna say i i think part of a commissioner's job and if you're a good one is to make sure the league runs in a fluid motion but also like on the up and up i, I think that's difficult because if you start losing those teams at the end you start to see that they're trading away like dak prescott for andy dalton you're like we got we, we we have to we have to nix that. So yeah. I, I think it would be cool to do something like like every week you know, five bucks for the the highest scoring team because I remember last year I don't know who it was and if they're listening I know they'll text me like dude that was me I got hosed I think it might have been my buddy Robertson he was like the second highest scoring team in the league and finished twelfth I mean it, he just got hosed he got careered on every week so I think that's part of it is to try to keep everyone invested but at the same time. You're trying like that guillotine league or the Gandolfini league or whatever I called it. (laughs) You're not really trying to win every week in in that format. You're just trying not to be the seller dweller. So if you can bring in like a mix of those two leagues, like at the end of the year, yes, you'd like to win the $200 first prize. While at the same time, you're also trying not to wear a skirt on 71. (laughs) I, I just think that'd be interesting. Even in Practical Jokers, by the way, that show sucks now without Joe. And my brother met Joe at like some hotel lobby in Toledo. And if I was my brother, I would have told him, you need to get back on quick because the show is just garbage now that he he was the life of the show. 
Yeah. I don't I don't know if I've actually I don't know if I've actually watched the show since he left. Don't waste your time. Um, you have a daughter, you you just started your job again, you have a wife to make sure you love and nurture. Don't it's not something you need to waste your time for. If it's on like the reruns when it's like the blue background and the introduction and the four of them, by all means, those are classics. The new ones, man, yeah. they're just they're so, trying so too we, hard. So so we, we we talked about punishment. Let me let me let me run this by you. Yeah, so let's hear it. Uh, which which I, I've seen this I've seen this as kind of a a, a trend you know you, you have your hat where you pull names out of the hat for your you mm-hmm. know your order so yeah. what I've seen is to decide the draft order the two that I've seen recently and I probably saw them on TikTok you know yeah. people say TikTok's the devil and it probably is it but probably is, you know yeah. I, you know China take my information if you have to for me to watch TikTok whatever <laughs> there's no, there's nothing there um anyway so <laughs> one of them was. Everyone showed up to the draft and they ordered pizza from a different pizza place. So 10 different pizza places. And as the, the order of the pizzas arrived, that was the draft order that they got. So if your pizza man oh. showed up first, you get the first pick, you know, in second pick and so on. I, Did I they all amazing. have to call at the same time? Yes. Yes. So everyone called. Yep. Everyone called at the same time. Yeah. That's brilliant. Which, yes. And then the second one, I just saw this one recently. All the guys met at a track. Okay. And they all ran. They all ran a forty. They all ran a forty, right? And, and if you were the fastest forty, you got the you got the first pick, and That's so on and awesome. so on. And th- I we're love not that. talking about. And we're not talking about Usain Bolt running for the forty. We're talking yeah. about dudes dudes that like to drink beer that yep. are stumbling over themselves. But it, just to see these guys run the forty for their draft pick was it was it was just pretty amazing to watch so here's an idea well not an idea it's a question based off of your idea first of all the pizza one is i'm all for it because think about this if you have 14 guys in one house and they're calling 14 different pizza places even if you're branded even if you're brew and you get the 14th pick you're still getting pizza so that's exactly. brilliant but my question to you is this there's a lot of guys in my league that are not from here. I got my buddy Robertson's out in Maryland. There's some guys in Cleveland. There's some guys in Columbus. Um, I can't even think of every uh, South Carolina, Mr. Too Much, Marcus Walsh. He's down there, not far from you. That's a brilliant idea. How could we alter that when we're not all in the same room or we can't run a 40-yard dash? There's got to be an idea with like a timestamp element to it that I could run with multiple people in multiple states. Oh man, that's uh that that's that one's tough, you know. This is my idea. Yeah. The only way I could Look. think of it was, I and it's already been done, so it's over now, and the draft order has been set. And I would like a recount. I would like to go back to two thousand <laughs> and demand a recount. But maybe one year we just do it, like whoever pays, like. We're going to, well, no, because then everyone's going to do it at like 12. Like I just, it's such a good idea you have, and I have no way to make it work. I think we're all going to yeah. have to move to Columbus. <laughs> yeah. I'll have, to, I'll have to brainstorm on that. In the, the pizza know, idea is amazing because pe- here's, here's the thing. Yeah. Alistair, Ashley, Angela, Brandon, and me, I, Brew, <laughs> we all went to Grapevine after I was in golf league one day and Grapevine is the Mecca. I call it the Mecca. It's the best pizza. And I've said this for everyone that wants to listen. My last meal on earth is going to be a large pepperoni pizza from Grapevine Pizza. So if somehow we could all get into Columbus at the same time, 
here's my idea. We all go to Grapevine. We all, each of us, order a large pepperoni pizza. And whoever finishes a large first gets the first pick. Second, third, and whoever finishes last or doesn't finish gets... I think that would be the way to alter it. But it would it would take Sir Marcus Walsh coming up here. Robertson would have to come in or, you know, my brother's drafting from this year. So we could make it, we could make that work. That might be the way to do it. And then we'd you're, all be miserable and taking massive dumps at home afterwards, but that would be the way. And I would get the first pick because I can kill one of those things. I was going to say, well, that's what I was going to say is I, I've been at Grapevine and watched you. What, five, what are you? Five, six. What, no, I'm not five, block. six. I'm six. How, one, how dude. Are, are you really? Oh, well. <laughs> that's why, that's why I was shocked that you're six feet. I'm like, there's no way in hell I'm taller yeah. than you. So you're I'm six just one. skinny My, as a rail is what it is. Hey, well, that yeah, and, and I, I've watched you put down a whole large pizza, and I'm like, yep. Where, where's he putting it? Wait, that's crazy. Well, but, I'll tell you where I put it. I put it mostly in my right foot because my right foot is wider, <laughs> and my arch on my right foot is a little more than my left foot. But I also, it's a very quick fix: two farts, one sneeze, and a dump, and I'm back to regulation. So I'm ready to roll. <laughs> what we could do is that could be the contest, and when. When you finish first, you get to choose what pick you get. You don't have to take the first pick because what if I finish first? I'm like, I want nothing to do with the first pick. I would like number five. Yeah, that I I might have to do that. So if anyone's listening, I think most of the guys in the league, hopefully, God, I hope they listen. I mean, if not, maybe we kick them out. But maybe we try to do that next year. Maybe we have them in and we we kind of plan it out where. Marcus and Robertson are both in Ohio in July and we just do it in July. I think, I think that's what we got to do, man. It's not a punishment. It could be a punishment afterwards to the toilets of people's houses, but that might be the way to do it. I think that would be the best way. I mean, it sounds good. I think you should work on that for sure. Speaking of just football and dates, uh, I put this on the rundown and Alistair texted me today. Hey, what is this about the Michigan tight end? And I wish I brought this up with Pode because <laughs> Pode's hilarious. I've never met someone that doesn't love Andy Podolak. He, he's just, he's the man. And I remember in high school and most of the time, all my friends would come over to my parents' house, which you've, Alistair, have met my parents. You, I think you've been to my house, my parents' house. And that was always just the place for us to hang out. We had ping pong, we had pool, we had air hockey, we had foosball, which I suck at foosball, by the way. But I remember playing pool one night and Pode. <laughs> He brings up this very disturbing thought. He brought up when we're born. So, Alistair, I'm going to ask you really quickly. When's your birthday? March 29th, 1978. Okay. So your birthday was March the 29th. You have to go back nine months, roughly. Pode's like, you guys ever uh, go back nine months from your birthday to kind of figure out when you were conceived? I'm like, no. And now I won't be able to sleep tonight. Thanks, dude. So I saw this tweet by a guy. His name is Zach Shaw. (laughs) And the tweet says this. Michigan tight end Eric All is expecting a baby boy to be named Houston on August the 27th. So congratulations to Eric. And we will beat you in November. But I said the date was August the 27th. Now, it's really tough to go back nine months to figure out when your maybe your conception date was but nine months backwards from august the 27th 
is November the 27th of 2021. November the 27th of 2021 was a terrible day. That's when Michigan beat Ohio State 42 to 27. So then Zach goes on to say, I'll let you all do the math on that due date. And then we also can tell how Eric celebrated (laughs) Michigan's victory. So congratulations to the expected father. And don't expect to have a second child in August next year because we will take you down in 2022. I found that interesting. And I also just find it disturbing to do that math on a personal level. So are you disturbed? Have you done the nine months? Have you gone back to figure out yours? No, and I'm not going to. Okay. So we need to move on to the teacher's corner now. This could be a, a short little story segment here for Alistair. If people that are listening don't know, Alistair is a teacher. How long have you been teaching? What year will this be, buddy? I just started year 21. Oh, 21. So, hey, congratulations. You finally are allowed to drink on the job. So <laughs> <laughs> enjoy that, my friend. It, it took you 21 years, but enjoy it. But I've always found it interesting because at Ashland, education is a big major for for kids to go there and study and i've always just found it interesting to hear teachers stories because you guys probably see a lot experience a lot i still think you guys should get paid way more than you do and i i just always find it interesting so when we were together a month ago alistair said he had a couple stories but you left it nice and vague because i think he wanted to get my reaction here for the podcast so the floor is yours here in teacher's corner what's the story or stories you wanted to share with me a month ago yeah, so it, it's just one story. I'll, I'll keep I'll keep it at one story, and um, you know if there if there if there's any teachers listening out there, we all have just I mean we could all probably write a book in, uh, <laughs> of just things that have happened. This what this this happened about three years ago, three or four years ago. I, I was I was teaching at a school. Um, it's in, in Charleston County. I won't name the school. If you know me, if you work with me, you, you know where I was. And yeah, um, again, I tell everybody this podcast is not getting anyone fired. So leave out whatever yeah, you need oh, to. Yeah, yeah. No, and, and it wouldn't. It, it's not that type of story. So <laughs> anyway, so um, so we got Ash and I got married in 2018. I was gonna say and, that right. Yeah, 2000, 2018. So <laughs> um, so so obviously I, I wear a wedding band. Now I have a, a an actual wedding band. But I also have like one of those silicone ones, which I've actually only worn my real wedding band probably three or four times. I had this student and I I was I was a math teacher for I've been a middle school math teacher for the first 18 years of of my career. I was a math teacher. Um, I I, after after you're 18, I'm like, you know, I I need something different. So now I'm actually computer science. So so I switched over. But But anyway, so I had this one particular student that just he was very inquisitive and he was very active. isn't that the polite way to say annoying yes <laughs> <laughs> i'll uh, say it you don't have to but okay yeah so he, he was very active and, and i don't know if i mentioned but I've, I've i've only taught in middle schools like i've mm. always been a middle school teacher and and so i had the desk set up and, and this kid other students would come complain about him his initials are, are are JD. I'll throw that out there just because if anyone that I know, they'll, they'll, they'll remember, they'll probably remember this kid. So his initials, his initials were JD. 
It's like JD keeps bothering me. He won't, you know, not bullying, but just just bother, you know, he's just bothering me, whatever. So, so I had these two tall tables. And when the students, like when the students were working, I would I would sit at this tall table. I'm like, all right, hey, if you need some help, come back and see me. I'll, I'll be glad to help you. These 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 other students just kept complaining about JD. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna sit him at this table with me. And it, it his his behavior improved, and he may have you know he may have may or may, or may not have been actually doing work. I don't know. I couldn't see his computer screen because everything's you know everything's on a Chromebook now. He was, he was probably sitting there playing games, but you know what? He wasn't bothering people, so you know what? Hey, you do whatever. So I'm sitting there one day, and I don't know if I, I rub my face or whatever. So he sees my wedding band, hmm. and he's like, "Mr. Long, what is that?" And I'm like, what? What are you like? What are you talking about? He's like, what's that? What's that on your hand? I'm like, oh, that that's my wedding band. And he says to me, he says, um, I didn't know you were married to a black lady. What? And I said, well, I'm not. <laughs> and I said, you know, of course, not. There's anything wrong with that. But I said, uh, well, I'm I'm not. I said, well, why? Like, why did you say that? And he said, well, your your wedding band is black. Doesn't that mean you're married to a black lady? And I said. <laughs> um no that's 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 not how that's not how that works that's not how that works so we had a little conversation about <laughs> wedding bands you know and, yeah but just just that i mean he was dead like drop dead that's serious hilarious. the next break i had i i text ashley and i was like hey <laughs> did, i bet you didn't know you were african-american and she, of course she was confused that's but awesome, you know just man. yeah Let's middle see, middle school kids they're 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 amazing human beings so, I just I like the innocence of the question, though, because, I mean, he wouldn't know he's not of the age where he might even be dating someone at the time. So he wouldn't even have an idea that if, if his if his logic is correct, my mom is a gold lady. We're going to end the show today, as we usually do, folks, with our game. And the game, as I've always said, it is co-host specific. And this is circling and tying the show back together to fantasy football. And Alistair's name is spelled A-L-I-S-T-E-R. Well, the fantasy football themed game today is called A-Lister because that's how my mind works. And I'm just a moron. So the A-Lister game, this is how it works. I actually have top fantasy performers from last year. Now, this is, again, Alistair's standard Yahoo scoring, by the way. So just kind of calibrate your brain accordingly. But I've picked two fantasy performers at different positions. So I have three matchups at the quarterback position, three at the running back, three at the wide receiver, and one at the tight end. So a total of 10 questions out of the 10. It's it's a pretty simple game, Alistair. I'm going to name two players, player A versus player B, and you tell me who scored the most last year in fantasy football. Got it? Got it. We're just going to go down the list. I have 10 questions. The first three matchups are all in the quarterback position. Keep in mind, because I know you don't do Yahoo, so I just want to make sure you're aware. Yahoo's standard scoring is a quarterback passing touchdown is worth four, not five, not six. It's four. So question one in a lister, who scored more points? Was it Joe Burrow or Dak Prescott, do we okay. put a wager on this? If you get, let's say, seven out of ten correct, 
do I have to go drink a beer or I think we should put a wager on this because it is a game. Someone needs to win. This is not soccer. We are not tied. <laughs> but if it, but it's fans football, so we could tie. That's fair. According, <laughs> according to you. That's that fair. I, I got, I got one even better for you. So, okay, what you got? so the, the, I don't know what I don't know anything about public schools in Ohio, but the, okay. the, the 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 threshold for passing now is sixty here in South Carolina. It used to be seventy. Oh, wow. Now it's now it's sixty. Now they 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 lowered it to become like other more like other states. So I think that's kind of a I don't know if it's a nationwide thing, but anyway. So I was going to say South Carolina is strict. I think Ohio passing is a sixty. Yeah. So so yeah. sixty so sixty is passing and. Yeah. My philosophy in college was C's get degrees. So, um, <laughs> so the, the 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 threshold is passing. So six out of ten is is six a winner for me. The next time I see you, the, the loser has to buy buys the beer buys the beer tower. Okay, that's fair. I like that. I, that's a really good one. I also like when the co-host kind of chooses the stakes because at some point I've done sixteen of these now. I'm kind of running out of ideas, but I do like the the wager idea. Put a little on the line here. So, okay, six out of 10 you have to get. Six or more, I have to buy the round. Five or less, which I, I have a feeling I'm going to have to be buying this. But, okay, so number one, it was between Joe Burrow or Dak Prescott. Who scored more last year in Yahoo standard scoring? I'm going to go with Dak Prescott. You would be correct. Dak, and these are all, this one was really tight, actually. I, I was kind of surprised. But Dak Prescott had 320. Joe Burrow had 316. Oh, wow. Ding, ding, ding. I, number one, he is on the board. Alistair, one for one. Number two, an A-lister. Again, sticking with quarterbacks. Was it Lamar Jackson or Carson Wentz? Who scored more in fantasy football? Hmm. I feel like this is a trick question because Carson Wentz is, is hot garbage most of the time. But I feel like you. I feel like you're trying to trick me. But I'm going to stick with my gut and say Lamar Jackson. That would be incorrect, and I am shocked by that. I am completely shocked. I had to actually double check to make sure I wasn't screwing up the numbers. But Carson Wentz had 252 points last year in Yahoo Standard. Lamar Jackson only had 240. That's incredible. Wow. So yeah, I got you on that one. Yeah. So our last quarterback uh, of the ten here. Two mobile quarterbacks, two younger guys. They've both been in the news here of late. Who scored more last year in Yahoo Standard Scoring? Was it Jalen Hurts or Kyler Murray? Who scored more? I'm going to go Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is correct. Jalen Hurts had 307 fantasy points. Kyler Murray, not too far behind, but he struggled late. He had 297. So after the quarterback group, Alistair is two of three. He needs to get six or more correct, and then I have to buy beers. So moving on to running backs, first one. The matchup is between Joe Mixon or Najee Harris. We're sticking in the AFC North. Which of those two scored more in fantasy football? Wow. I know they've got to be close. Man, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think how many touchdowns Najee Harris would have scored because I think that's going to be the difference of who had more touchdowns. I'll go. tell you this. I'm pretty sure, if I remember correctly, Joe Mixon had more touchdowns because I was just looking at the numbers actually to see who I would draft at 14. And right. I thought I saw Mixon had 13. If that helps, hurts, I'm not sure. But I just remember Mixon had 13. Gotcha. Um, but I know I know Harris had a ton of touches because there's nobody else there. So 
And I know Jamar Chase scored a bunch of touchdowns and Burrow threw for a bunch. So I'm going to go Harris, Najee Harris. Najee Harris is correct. He actually nudged him by nine. So wow. Najee Harris had 285. Joe Mixon had 276. So Alistair is three of four at this point, sticking with running backs. These are guys that shared backfields last year. So I'm, I try to keep the guys as similar as possible. So two guys that shared backfields. First, James Conner or Leonard Fournette, who scored more last year. James Conner, Leonard Fournette. Playoff Lenny. Um, <laughs> Playoff Lenny. Let's see. I'm going to go. I know. I know. I, I was actually I was listening to something the other day. They were talking about James Conner. I'm going to I'm going to go James Conner. Okay, James Conner is the selection. James Conner is the correct selection. James Conner only got him by five, which I find also very shocking. Yeah, Conner had 247, according to Yahoo, last year. Leonard Fournette had 242. So I may as well just buy the beer now because you are you're towing the line <laughs> of success, my friend. You are passing in the states of South Carolina and Ohio if you get just two more correct. So we go to our last running back. And again, this one, it, it's kind of a running back. So you might know who I'm going to talk about here. Who scored more in fantasy football? Aaron Jones or, Card- or Cordero Patterson? Uh, I'm going to go. I'm, I'm pretty sure Aaron Jones was down a little bit last year. I know A.J. Dillon started eating into some of his his stuff. And Devontae Adams was a stud. So I, I'm going to – because Cor- the Falcons had nobody else. Like, <laughs> So I, I'm going to – I'm going to go Cordero, Pass, Cordero Patterson. Yeah. Why can we not say that name? We're just going to call hard. him C and you would be <laughs> correct. So C's gets you degrees and Cordero Patterson gets him question number six. Correct. So he's five of six again. Very tight though. Patterson had 222 and Aaron Jones had 217. First wide receiver one. And the matchup is this two studs from last year. Debo Samuel. Or Justin Jefferson, who scored more fantasy points? I was not a fan of Debo Samuel in college. He's a Gamecock, and I'm a Georgia fan, so I didn't like Debo, but he, I had a lot of respect for him. But um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel is correct, and Alistair wins it. So we have three left. So we have to find a way to make this. We'll successful. just do those. We'll just do those quick. And we lightning can, round. Yeah, <laughs> lightning round. Uh, Debo Samuel had 325 fantasy points. Justin Jefferson had 320. So if someone's in that like six to 10 range, uh, both probably are getting a stud. Yeah, you're exactly right. So congratulations. Alistair wins his name like game. Next one. Uh, a couple of speed demons, Jamar Chase or Tyreek Hill, who scored more in fantasy last year. Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase, 294 to 285. You are correct again. You can tell Alistair has done his homework and also remembers. (laughs) That's what's up in the head for Mr. DeLong. Number nine, last receiver on the board here, DK Metcalf or Hunter Renfro. Ah. They were a lot tighter than you would expect just on name. Yeah, I'm going to go with the White Lightning and Hunter Renfro. That's a Clemson guy, and Hunter, it doesn't look like it's close, but it's still in the terms of a full season close. 251 to 237, and that was with Russell Wilson. So yeah. props to Hunter. Last but not least, tight ends. We only have one here. Is it Kyle Pitts from the Atlanta Falcons or Dalton Schultz of the Dallas Cowboys? Who scored more last year in fantasy to round it out and go nine for 10? 
man, I had Kyle Pitts on one of my teams, so I, I followed along with him, and I know he had a couple big games. I had Dalton also, Schultz. Yeah, he he had a couple. I'm gonna go Schultz actually. Man, you knocked the hell out of this game. Nine of ten. Dalton Schultz actually dominated, just like Alistair. Dalton Schultz dominated Kyle Pitts, two hundred one to one sixty nine. Oh wow, that's not. Yeah, that was even close. So Alistair, as I mentioned, dominated in his own game. A Lister, he gets an A grade. So Mr. DeLong as the teacher is pretty good teacher. Mr. DeLong as the game show contestant, top shelf. Nine of ten for Alistair. So well done. And the first round is on me next time I see you, my friend. I look I look forward to it. I gotta tell you this really quickly since we're continuing with fantasy football. I was hoping to get more of these team names in before we actually recorded the fantasy episode. But although I didn't, I always like coming up with good fantasy football team names. I've had a couple good ones over the years. My ball, Zach Ertz, was a great one. Uh, Pardon me, I farted was an all-timer. Both teams actually won the league. I always tried to come up with like pun names for players. So this year's team name, tell tell me where you rank this one for me. I like being a little edgy and like to make people a little uncomfortable, but not totally cross the line. And this one, we've had some time to get off of this little subject, and it's not too soon, as the kids say. This year's team name with a Frank Caliendo team photo is Gruden's email inbox. What do you think about that one for Bruce team this year? That's a good one. And it's not too soon for that. <laughs> no, it's no, not that, too that, soon. That, yeah, that's a good one. So yeah. I, I like to like I, I like to set up my team name after I draft to see what players, because you know yep. I, I see guys with team names and they don't have that player <laughs> on their team. I was like, well, that yeah. doesn't make any sense. So, no, it doesn't make yeah, sense well, at all. Once, once I draft, I'll uh, I'll try to figure out a good team name. So yeah. I'll just I'll tell you real quick. But last year, my team name it was uh, it was Brother Cousins, which has nothing to do with anything. So the, I, I'll tell you the quick story. So one, is one this of my involving friends, West Virginia at all? No. Okay. Better. Well, not that. Um, so one of one of my good friends, Dan Myers, he he may or may not listen to. It. I'll give him a shout out because he's the he's the defending champion from our league. Okay, there you um, go. He, he just won it for the third time. I've, I've won it three times. He's Damn. won it three times. So um, anyhow, so he uh, he's a teacher as well. He teaches. Um, they just changed the name of it, but I, I call it ESOL. Like so, English is a second language. So he had these two kids. They were brothers. They were also cousins, so they were brother cousins. So, so some people are like, "Wait, how, how does that happen?" So, yeah, what the hell? Uh, yeah, because I was like, "Wait, how do?" Because my brain, I was like, Wait. "I'm stupid so, with family trees, man. I am yes. awful." So there was a mom and a dad. Well, the dad cheated on his 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 spouse with the spouse's sister and got her pregnant as well. So the two sisters oh. were pregnant at the same time from one guy so they were at the same time yeah they were the same age they like this they were in middle school at the time but they were the same age so yeah so they were brothers but they were also cousins so so i was like that that's like that's too good that's so that was my team name last year was was brother cousin you're not gonna beat that man that is insane you know what you know what i just thought of something we have to go back to our uh, doordash story those girls could have really used DoorDash to PI this guy. That's incredible. Yeah. Oh, my brother cousins. I'm sitting there when you said that. I'm like, how does that work? Yeah. Because when you get after like grandparents, parents, kids, 
I, the family tree and me, I, I just, you know, the like 23 and me or lineage.com or whatever the hell that crap is. I can't do that. I, I am terrible when it comes to family history. Agree. But brother cousins. Do you, you said you're going to wait for your team name until after the draft, correct? Yeah. So I'll wait, I'll wait and see who I draft and then I'll, I'll go, you know, I'll pick, I'll pick one of those players. Yeah. That's what uh, I used to do. Yeah. I, I had, uh, Tyler Eifert is my tight end. That's where pardon me. I farted came from. Plus farts are funny. If you don't think farts are funny, you've, you've lost your ability to enjoy life. And then Zach Ertz was incredible. And my ball, Zach Ertz was just yeah. Oh, yeah. awesome. I also had, um, <laughs> I, <laughs> oh yeah, I had uh, Tom Brady's wife. I had a team name called Munchin on Bunchin. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was a, a team victory as well. I, I won that league with that team. Let, let me ask you this, then we'll let you go. We'll, we'll get you out of here on this. Which player are you targeting in this year's fantasy draft so you can name your team after? Oh, man. I, and it's got to be a funny team. Yeah. What about I, Zach Wilson? There's got to be a good one in there with Zach Wilson. Yeah. So I, so I, I just like I do, I do some fantasy football research, not as much as I used to, but <laughs> yeah. um, so I, I've, I've looked, we and we didn't talk about this beforehand, but I have looked at a few names. So <laughs> I so, do that every year. As as I mentioned, I I'm a big Georgia fan, okay. and I've been a and I'm not a lifelong Georgia fan. I just anyway since, since about 2000 2002, uh-huh. and my my favorite Georgia player of all time is AJ Green. AJ Green is he's actually from pretty close to where I live now. You know, grew up. I saw oh, cool. I kind of saw him through high school. He was, he was a stud high school player. Went to Georgia anyway. So. Um, the closest thing I've seen to AJ Green is George Pickens, which is a oh. he's a rookie with the Steelers this year. Now he's, he was hurt for a lot of his Georgia career, but he, he's he's going to be. I think he's going to be a stud. He's with the Steelers. So one of the names that I saw was Pickens, my jockstrap. <laughs> so that that's that's in the running. If if I if oh. I get George Pickens, I'm. <laughs> You know, he's he's kind of a late round flyer, late round flyer rookie, yeah. but yeah. So so Pickens, my jockstrap was was one of them. <laughs> so whoever comes up with these things are they got too much time in their hands. Yes, and, and I'm jealous because I, I wish yes. I could. So I I, I, I I on my phone I just pull it up and I just see one and, and disclaimer uh, went to shit. <laughs> that's <laughs> oh, that's what I that's, that that's is what I see really on this list. Yes, wins to shit. That that's good. I like that one. Uh, a couple of the other ones, I I texted my group or my my league in a group chat. I said, "Hey guys, change up some of your team names. I mean, we've had these teams for ten years, and they're not funny anymore." So I got to give credit to my boy Bryce. His team name, going off of Zach Wilson's incredible summer, oh yeah, is ready for this one. Zach Wilson Cougar Hunter. I, I do really like that one. I think that one, I really like mine. So that is the top so far of the other ones. Marcus did change his finally to Mr. Too Much, so props to him. Pode's got a couple in line. My buddy Jinx, uh, his is Stafford Infection that's been around for a few years, so maybe not as funny, but the rest of them, like Yahoo gives you the dumb ones. Like They always do like an alliteration with your name. Like yeah. my, Before, when I first started the league, was Matt's Majestic Team. I'm like, yeah, that's that's out. My buddy Ryan just joined, and his is Ryan's Rad Team. So I really hope he changes that one because that's terrible. Yeah, so I, th- I think you should uh, 
put it out there to your Twitter following, you know, yeah. let, let us, let us know like what, what, what's, what's your team name this year. And so, you know, I, I'd loved it. I, I just love them, man. I can't, I can't get enough of the, the, the crazy funny, yeah. you know, funny team names. That's what I'm going to do because I put a question out on Spotify every week and I really don't advertise it, which is probably my own fault, but thank you for doing that. I really appreciate your help on that. The question this week, folks, I know it's at the end, so maybe you've already tuned out. The question is what is your best ever or this upcoming fantasy football team name? That's a good question. I like that. So that's one last thing I got to think of this week. Uh, mine, though, I'm not going to change it, at least this year, although I do like, what'd you say, Wince, Wince to shit? Wince to shit. <laughs> Wince, T-A, yes. That is awesome. Oh, that's really good. I, I wish I heard that before Gruden's email inbox. That's <laughs> uh, I can't change it now because I already found, it took me like 15 minutes to find that Caliendo photo. So anyway, we're going to end on that note. I, I might actually have to go uh, drop one myself now that you kind of put the put the bug in my ear. I might have to go do that. <laughs> but I do appreciate your time, buddy. It was good talking with you. And I guess I owe you the the tower beer when I see you next. Yeah, no, nah, I, I appreciate it. I've, I've been looking forward to it. Yeah, man, it was uh, it was great catching up. And I, I, I like I, said, I really appreciate it. Look forward to coming back and uh, talking some more fantasy football. Yeah, we got the preview out of the way, and we can come back here. We can maybe critique our fantasy team names. We'll get an update on what you named yours, and hopefully we can, uh, next time we crack open some cans and some drinks, maybe it's to two fantasy football championships. What do you say? Yeah, let's do it, man. Well, that about wraps it up, folks. Thanks to my company today. For my co-host, Alistair DeLong, and guest, Andy Podolak, I'm Matt Brubaker. The soundtrack for the show is brought to you by PremiumBeats.com. Please like, subscribe, and follow me on the Twitter machine, personal at MattBrew3, the show at Bruin Company. Thanks so much for listening, and remember, life isn't about the people you meet, but about the company you keep. Until next payday, cheers. Cheers.